Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us this week. We've got Rob Croyle. Hello. Jacob Croyle. Hello. And myself, Logan. Coming at you with some tasty footnote goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm. Almost as tasty as the cheesecake from Sunday night. Oh, the cheesecake was pretty good. That was stellar. The, most of the food was delicious on Sunday. Yeah. And then there was the round spherical grape salady thing. How much of that did you have? Um, I looked at it <laughs> when Thea had it on her plate next to me. And I asked Thea how it was. She was she was not she didn't love it either. It had all the sphericals though. I mean I It had all the sphericals and it was never gonna even touch my plate. There yeah. was no way, shape, or form that was getting near me. If you don't know <clears throat> uh my friend Logan, fruit that is but it's it's any small spherical food. Small spherical um, food. So like if you could tear it apart, like an orange, you an could orange tear it is apart, fine. You're, you're yeah, good. It's, it's bigger. Yeah, if it's big enough. Um, but like cut up small like grapes. If you cut them up, that's no good. Um, so usually so, it's like if they have like a skin and then the inside's kind of soft and mushy, like boba tea is straight from the pits of hell. Huh. That is. You want to make me. I don't even know what boba tea is. That's the like, it's like a tea with like this like jelly ball things down in the bottom. It's ridiculous. Mm, yeah. The the hipster kids like them. You, um, it kills so me. olives, no olives. I can do olives. So no grapes, no. I can do olives because they have the hole punched out of them. No cherries. Not a big cherry fan. Pomegranates? Uh, not so much. Yeah. Blueberries, huckleberries, they all have to be properly mashed. So I made blueberry <laughs> bread for Sunday night, and I whipped the heck out of those blueberries. They were pureed, essentially. <laughs> they were, yeah. You know, so we, all you have, we all have our, those things that... I'm entirely like, normal. I don't know what you're talking about. Fingernails on a chalkboard. Completely so I, well-adjusted human being over here. <laughs> So this is going to anyway. be tasty. That's uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be tasty. Uh, like so grapes. let's uh, let's talk let's talk shortcomings. We haven't done shortcomings in a while, and oh. Lord knows we had some shortcomings on Sunday. Oh, let's hear. Just going off the top of my head, <clears throat> we started service six minutes late because we didn't have the slides done previously, and then we were having issues with the slides, and neither you nor Jacob could figure out how to use my MacBook's touchpad. Or it was driving you nuts, it and you were true. learning all sorts of things about how to use Pro Presenter, but that's not the time that we want to be learning. That is Sunday morning before service. Yeah, operating Pro Presenter and actually creating the presentation, and yeah, you know, those slight, are two different, slightly sets. different uh, skill sets. There you go. Yep. Yeah. And then so, uh, we were we were running slow because there was snow, so setup took a little longer. And then, like, we were rehearsing music until, like, 10 minutes before service, I think. And then, then we prayed real quick. And then, well, then we started, uh, technically, it was 16 minutes before service because we started six minutes late again. Uh, so that was, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had a, we had a, like, we had one pop through the system and then the speaker kept crackling. So I went up and turned it off twice, maybe three times. 
and then I went up and just decked the speaker during your sermon. Good job on not cracking up during that. Um, unlike everyone else in the congregation. And I was we had just... quite the fire going with our Advent candles. Oh, yeah, and then the Advent candles. So apparently uh, the Advent candles that we had were burning. They were not long-term Advent candles. They were not meant to last through Advent. They were meant to last for 20 minutes. <laughs> and so it was burned down to pretty much nothing. I'm sitting back there watching this going, oh, man, it's just going to put itself out. It's going to put itself out. And then eventually Brandon gets up, walks up to the front, just blows it out. He's like, this is going to catch on fire. <laughs> uh, I think that still made it into the recording. But that did. <clears throat> that did. That I figured funny. that was too funny. Yep. That was a uh, we were a comedy of errors on Sunday. And yet church still happened. It was a good time. Jesus was glorified. In some way, shape, or form, somewhere sure, in there, probably, <laughs> somewhere in there. Oh, good stuff! Yay, Christmas! Uh, so that's shortcomings for this this week. Mm-hmm. Yeehaw, yeehaw! We'll see if we and we are in. We're the, one more, one more go round at the Hilton next week. Just one more time, and we're out. But yeah, let's uh, let's slide right on into the discipleship moment of the week. We'll hit up the DM. And uh, talk about serving. Well, we talk about equipping people for service. And um, what I find interesting is some people have uh, just, like, they're, they're really gifted at finding ways of, of serving, of finding people to serve, of, of seeing needs, of recognizing where the church can move in and, and make an impact and 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 so I what I find is when I when I see those people when I recognize recognize those people within within the church body I like to put them out in front when when it comes time to serve because the rest of the body can learn so much from that person mm. and you start expanding views you know like like we have this maybe this very narrow well, view of what we could do as a as a church and 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 you get the right person kind of leading the conversation now now the it's like the curtains get pulled back and you see all these different possibilities and you know we served at the Ronald McDonald House this last Saturday and our ladies led the charge on that it it was the second or third time we've been there this year and we had a dozen d- different desserts we had uh, two dinners, three breakfast casseroles, and then then a whole bunch of uh, Costco meals, and just a variety of d- desserts that were created. Sure, uh, it, like it was just beautiful, and the and the staff there was pretty well blown away by what they saw of this band of ten people that showed up because you. You don't want to overwhelm the the whole facility, right? So just ten yahoos from Mission Ridge showing up and stocking a freezer, and then some of the guys, you know, helped out with some maintenance, you know, some cleaning and some maintenance around the facility, and nice. And uh, what I really, what I really loved about that whole event was we were there to serve, having never really received from. Ronald McDonald House, but there was a family that that showed up mm-hmm. that they had used Ronald McDonald House over the summer, and they were in town for something else. But they were bringing donuts 
because mm. they realized what a blessing it was for them when someone brought something in when they were there. And I just, that, that make, made my heart melt. That's awesome. So, yeah, if you're going to serve in some way, shape, or form this Christmas, invite somebody along with you. You may expand their uh, vision of what's possible um, and help them disciple and grow in their faith and what it means to be like Christ. Nice. Nice. Good stuff there. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's jump into some uh, holiday magic. Let's talk about Christmas trees. Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, you pagan symbol. What? Oh. <laughs> yeah, much like like much of the rest of the Christmas story, where uh, it looks like um some most maybe all of Christmas was borrowed from is a redemption of some pagan practice somewhere sometime and bringing it back to the light and and that could just be because it's it's familiar you know like we're gonna we're gonna take what's familiar to us as a people and uh, you know and I, I think in terms of how Christian music has changed you know, people from maybe the grunge scene and coming in and now they're starting to play Christian music and, but their style of worship is, or their style of music is grunge. And so now they're going to bring that into sure Christian music. Um, well, for Christmas trees, uh, trees have always been an important symbol in various pagan cultures uh, throughout Rome and Germany um evergreen specifically yeah and so and symbolized a promise of return of life in the spring it came to symbolize eternal life for christians uh the vikings hung fur and ash trees with war trophies for good luck Mm -hmm. Uh, middle ages churches would decorate trees with apples on christmas eve which they called adam and eve day Hmm. um and trees were very important in Jewish culture too, so they, just not wait, the evergreen tree. It was didn't mean to jump on you there, oh, sorry, Jacob. But roll that back real quick. They called Christmas Eve Adam and Eve Day. Yes, they hung apples. According to one source, they hung apples on on trees. See, now I had no idea that there was historical basis for this, but I'll. <laughs> I always jokingly called December 23rd Christmas Adam. (laughs) Because Adam came before Eve. Sure, yeah. You got Christmas Adam, you got Christmas Eve, and then you got Christmas. I had no idea there was historical basis for this. Oh, Yeah, you know. This is magical. (laughs) And so maybe that's where they came up with Christmas Eve, and then Eve became the day before. Maybe I like like language change. Like know, I'm gonna like, have to I'm gonna have to go search this down. Like the word tweet today sure. uh, is either something <clears throat> that a, a bird makes, a bird makes, tweet, or tweet, tweet, tweet. little onomatopoeia, or it's a post on a social network. There you go. Specifically, Twitter. Does it does it carry across platforms though? No. 
It's just on Twitter. It's on. It's on Twitter. Wait, I'm gonna start calling it all of my Facebook posts tweets. Jeez. So yeah, by 16th century, German Protestants uh, began the tradition <clears throat> of erecting decorated Christmas trees in their homes. There you go. Okay. And uh, some claim that Luther himself uh, or originated the idea of placing lights, candles in his day on the tree. I don't know about that. I'm giving Luther all the credit. You know, I mean, I started Protestant Reformation, started Christmas seems, tree lighting. Like, I don't know if he that, was he really all that in a bag of chips. I don't know about that. Come on now, <laughs> I'm not sure if he was a full meal deal. Come on, I really think that Sony was just trying to set their tree on fire. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I always wondered, like, okay, we're gonna take this tree that's slowly drying out, and we're gonna put fire on it. This is brilliant. <laughs> Guys, I got a great idea. This never goes wrong. And we're going to put it in our house. You know. Perfect. Usually because, by the curtains. Just because you like to live dangerously. I, you I'm know, surprised that tradition whoo. didn't burn itself out. <laughs> oh, yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Where's just, JT when you need him? <laughs> just ended up in smoke. Don't need anyway. JT when you got JC. Oh. <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> I appreciate JT. Uh, if he's listening, he's not. But <laughs> he'll be listening after Brent points this out to him. But uh, anyway, so with the Germans, Germans, whether it was Luther or whether it was some poor sap who had his credit stolen by Luther, uh, Germans started putting them up in the houses. Managed to not all light themselves on fire. Was this before or after uh, Krampus started kidnapping children? In Definitely Germany? during. <laughs> during. <laughs> during the Krampus reign. <laughs> but then uh, at some point, if I remember correctly, uh, Queen, I think it was Victoria. I think it was Queen Victoria when she was a kiddo, spent some time over in Germany with, I think, cousins. Because mm. all of the royalty was all related which is how we ended up with World War One, but or how we should have gotten out of World War One. Nonetheless, I digress. Uh, I think it was Victoria brought that back to England, which as Americans we have some closer ties to England in a lot of ways, just because you know we were kind of founded by them, and then we split off, departed became the rebels anyway <laughs> uh so a lot of our christmas traditions did go through the english filter um in many ways shape and form but i believe it was it was queen victoria who brought the first and started doing the but uh, when she was a princess yeah, yeah. Uh, when she was young uh if I, rem- I was researching that probably about a year ago so whether or not i'm remembering that perfectly you can go double check me on the internet but she brought it back, and then then they started doing it in England, and it caught on <clears throat> there. You know, the ornaments were probably safer, you know, with the corgis around versus the German shepherds. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> true. That's probably true. I don't know what a, other English English mastiff. Ooh, yeah. That wouldn't work so well. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> They just brought it in so the Mastiff could play fetch (laughs) with the whole tree. (laughs) Anyway, cool. So that's a little uh, little fun tidbit about your Christmas trees there. I think I, you know, this just brings up the conversation 
uh, again, we've kind of been having this throughout the whole the whole series, but the conversation of taking, you know, taking the pagan, taking the whatever culture you're a part of, uh, and kind of appropriating, doing a little cultural appropriation in the name of Christ, if you will. And Jacob is cringing so hard at that phrase. <laughs> Well, partially because I'd make the argument you're kind of doing the opposite. Okay. Because cause generally, like, it's not taking someone else's culture okay. and applying Christ to it. It's taking your own. That's a good point. Because um, it would be really weird to go somewhere else and go, uh, well, I'm just going to add Jesus to this and take it home. Well, what do you think the missionaries for the Catholic Church did way back in the day? <laughs> they showed up and they were like, wait, you're doing what? Okay. Yeah. No. No. Let me tell you about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're gonna work Jesus right into this. Yeah, but there, there's definitely a difference there than just sure. like, like right right now you could like look it up online, like read about someone else's culture online and add something. But oh yeah, that'd yeah. That'd be really weird without like, actually being a part of it. Yeah, that, we it, could it, just pull up without Chinese engaging stuff or, anything. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. Yeah, that'd be weird. Um, that would be a little strange. <laughs> I mean, it sounds fun, but, but a little strange. It, it's definitely more along the lines of like uh, seeing like the good in what you've already got and just working with it, kind of. That's a you know that's a healthy way to look at that. I think. Yeah. Um, I think that is a healthy way to look at it. So maybe and maybe we'll wrestle with this a little bit this week in the sermon or next week in footnotes some. Um, more, but just to get you percolating on this a little bit, what cultural aspects of 21st century America have we integrated into Christmas, or should we integrate into Christmas? And when I say Christmas, I mean actually celebrating Christ, not not just the season or something, like actually integrating aspects of our culture into celebrating christ renewing christmas yeah if uh, you will because it's definitely like there's definitely <clears throat> a lot of christmas stuff that is like it's just it's just consumerist or it's just uh i don't know but it's it's just us doing our own thing and it's really not uh and, and there's all sorts of parts about it that are good and great yeah but how do we how do we renew it how do we redeem it yeah well yeah <clears throat> i mean you look at the gift buying piece and and you go pure consumerism you know like you could you could critique it that way sure uh you could look at the other side of it of of we are giving gifts because we received a gift and we are being generous because of the generosity that we've received and so is it is it uh, of evil is it of good i mean whatever it is it's almost an idle meat conversation like if i'm giving these gifts right like i'm i'm thinking about i'm thinking about jacob i see something that reminds me of jacob or you know oh he would enjoy this mm-hmm. or maybe even i craft something i make something for jacob right yeah. like, these are all my favorite gifts to do is like i i don't i don't like when people give me lists I'm probably going to go off on this like I hate at giving some point. Christmas lists. Like don't give me a list of items you want. And I I don't like giving people lists. Like I I've got an aunt that really like she really loves getting a list from me and it's like ugh. like 
The best part is when I don't get anything off of the list that I spent so much time putting together. Sure. Love you, Aunt Leslie. (laughs) But, uh, like... Like the 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 thing is like I don't wanna I don't wanna just like oh here's the thing and we just do this tradesies. Yeah. Like that that sucks all the joy out of it for me. Um I I like seeing the surprise on people's face when they like, oh like you you thought like you the, there was some thought that went into this. Yeah. But on the other hand, like if participating in the gift giving, quote unquote, of of American Christmas or or any of that like, is that just buying into the consumeristic culture? Is that supporting that? Like, am I am I eating idle meat? What sort of story am I telling with that? And how do I set that apart then? Yeah. If we are going to give gifts, if we are going to do this, then how do we set it apart and say, nope, we're going to take this thing, which isn't inherently wrong in any way, shape, or form, but could be... Um, it could be it could be telling a good story or a bad story. Like the the actual act is not it's inert. Um, but we're going to take this and we're going to do it in a way that tells a good story. And so, how to go about doing that and making it look different? I think is I think that's a conversation worth continuing to have. Sure, because uh, it's it's not a quick, easy like let's just you know sum it up with a bow. No. Yeah. Is is Christmas a a burden mm-hmm. on you? Like, is getting the gifts like a mm. burden that you you're putting yourself through, or or is it like an opportunity to sure. bless some people around you? Yeah, uh, there can be a pretty big difference there. And I know some people definitely view Christmas more as a burden where they have to go and they have to get oh, gifts for gonna, all these people. Yeah, I got to spend all this money on people and. that that i like i get that Mm -hmm. i get that on a very real level of like this is not necessarily fun for everybody involved yeah to you know and i think that that's something worth being cognizant of yeah um no like uh i know i know someone who they have a family member who if they don't get uh the same amount of presents as everyone else um and the same value of those presents then they are mad. And then Christmas is like terrible because this person just makes it terrible for everyone else. Um, and that right there sucks the joy out of Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Real quick. That's definitely not about blessing people. It's not about like, you know, like uh, last year I got a bunch <clears throat> of practical stuff. Sure. Because uh, I was living on my own last year and that was, that was what I needed <laughs> Yeah, no, like, that's uh, some of my favorite stuff to get nowadays. Like yeah. we joke that when you get old, you just want like new underwear and socks. But like legit, give me socks for Christmas. Sure, yeah. warm, fluffy socks. You're my best friend. Or a betta fish. Or a betta fish. Yeah, yeah. Well played, Rob. With, with, well beard, played. with beard bling. Yeah, <laughs> with beard bling. Oh man. No, I mean like like my mom does these stockings uh, with a bunch of. Not quite dollar store stuff, but sure. somewhere around there, ain't fun stuff. At the end of the day, like I would be happy with Christmas if it was literally just that, you yeah. know, and, and time with my family. Sure, you know, uh, don't tell them that, but uh, <laughs> you you just said it know, in I the room did. with your father on a podcast that they could no. all hypothetically my listen mom, to. Uh, my mom loves giving gifts to the point that even if she knew that, she wouldn't she wouldn't get me anything less than what she's going to get me. 
this is the same person that when we did Christmas too early one time too she early. came back for round two. <laughs> oh, man, dude, I gotta figure out how to make that happen in my family. Like, got to make that. That's a thing. Double up on my sock intake for the year. That sounds perfect. Anyway, so that's a. Uh, that actually kind of segues to our what our what we want to wrap up with here, um, pun intended, with a bow on top. I thought you hate. I thought you <laughs> hate wrapping. I do hate wrapping. <laughs> well, wrapping Christmas presents or mm. that sort of thing. I'm not a big fan. Um, which okay, perfect segue on this one. <laughs> so speaking of Christmas shopping and gift giving, superb. Um. We're, we wanted to wrap up with this discussion about creating our traditions. Uh, Rob, you threw out that it'd be kind of kind of interesting to get me and Jacob's perspective on as, you know, we're moved out of the house or, well, Jacob used to be moved out of the house and then he, he boomeranged back. It's fine, though. Yeah. No judgment here. Like, I'd go live with my parents if I was still back home. I think I might be the only one of my siblings that would do that by choice. <laughs> Maybe. We'd have to see how long that would last. I think I might have reached the age where we can coexist well together without butting heads so much. But anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but talking about creating traditions and, and as you like we're in this stage in our lives where we get to kind of go out on our own and make these traditions for the first time um, and figure out what's that what is that going to look like for us? <clears throat> yeah, what was the thing that stood out to each of you that this is the thing that I have to do. Like, this is the one thing. Sure. That so, I have to do. Like, there may be other things I'm going to do or may do, but. Yeah. Uh, for me, this is kind of interesting. I still haven't missed a Christmas at home. Yeah. So I'm 28 right now. I still haven't. I've been, I moved up to Moscow when I was 21, I think. Um. So nine years kind of away from home. Now, obviously, when I was in school for two years there in Moscow, it was easy to go home over Christmas break. That makes it pretty easy. Yeah, it's pretty close. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's a drive, but not terribly hard. And you got a couple weeks off. Like, that's pretty pretty easy to do. Um, but then once I graduated, I was working. And I was working retail. And that first Christmas, I was working at Macy's. And I was an intern at the church. And that first Christmas I was looking at, I was like, I, I work Christmas Eve at Macy's and then I am since I'm working Christmas Eve I figured I'm not I'm not going to go home cuz I got Christmas day off and then the day after I got the 25th and the 26th mm. and then I got to work on the 27th again <laughs> because fourth quarter retail you don't get time off. Right. <laughs> Just doesn't happen. Uh so I'm working Christmas Eve up until like 5 p.m. 6 p.m. or something like that. And then I'm going to go to one of the Christmas Eve services and run, I think I was running lights that year, which is, they just had a gap that needed filled. So I ran lights. Let's put Logan in charge of the colored lights. It seems brilliant. (laughs) It was just pressing a button. I couldn't really mess it up. But uh, I decided on Christmas Eve, I, I think it was around lunch, I decided, you know what? Heck with this. I got 48 hours. I'm going to just drive home and surprise everyone. I'm going to drive home tonight. I'm going to show up, and I'm going to just be there in the morning when they all wake up. Nice. So I told Brian. Um, he was the only person I told. So he could let me into the house 
which I probably could have got away without letting him know even, but I didn't want to like risk being stuck outside at 3 a.m. in the cold <laughs> because somebody actually remembered to lock all the doors in my parents' house. They got like a billion doors that one of them's probably open at all times. But anyway, uh, <laughs> like it's just... <laughs> but I didn't want to run the risk of like, oh, and now I freeze to death. It's fine. Or have to like ruin the surprise. But uh, I got done with the Christmas Eve service at like 8 p.m. And I drove. I left at like 9. I got home at 3 a.m., I think. Mm. I did not stop from Moscow. I managed to go from Moscow all the way to Hagerman on one tank of gas. Uh, or maybe it was down in Lewiston that I filled up. Anyway, six like six and a half hours like straight shot all the way home booking good time uh i think i stopped for one selfie at some point but uh got home plopped down on the couch put a a little uh, tag that said from santa and a bow on my chest and promptly went to sleep woke up when everybody (laughs) everybody came out and found me it was great but uh so that started the tradition for me um, because Christmas Eve services and stuff, I usually drive home on Christmas Day. Um, I think there's been one time that I drove home on Christmas Eve or before. But uh, so it sounds like family. Yeah, like that's so far. That's been the that's been the tradition that I'm that's like. Been the thing. You that's the to, if yeah. I'm gonna if I'm gonna do anything for Christmas, that's the one. Right. Right. Um, that's the that's probably the biggest. Yeah. Is just being home for that. And then, you know, even if it's only 48 hours or I got to drive back the next day, um, it's pretty, pretty special. Other than that, I don't have many. Uh, we kind of started the tradition of cutting down a Christmas tree the last couple of years mm. uh, with uh, in Molly and Steels. Yeah, and the Steels and those guys, they've kind of yeah. gotten that going. Yeah. I was resistant to that, but got lopped into that. So that's now a thing. Um, into that. and then I, I always decorate my tree with cans, um, yes, of do. various, of various sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, that started off in college with Red Bull cans. Okay. Mm. Uh, and then I diversified at some point, but it was, it was all Red Bull cans that first, that was a lot of Red Bull. <laughs> was that just from finals week? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I would get, I, my mom would get me like a Costco pack of Red Bull. Which is like twenty four some odd cans or something. Yeah, I don't. Know. It's yeah. like a flat of Red Bull. Yeah. And I would polish that off by myself, way too quickly. Yeah. But anyway, Jacob, what do you what do you got for Christmas traditions? Um, you know, it's interesting because I've really so I've really only gone two years, uh, without living in the same town as my family. Um, both yeah, times two, like two different Christmases. Two different Christmases. Right. Um. I came for uh, for both Christmases because uh, they've never lived far enough away that I didn't have a reason to. <laughs> sure. Um, and the first time you lived with another family. Yes. Uh, you were still in high school. The second time you actually had your own own apartment. Yes. Was it different for you that time? Um. Well, that time was was kind of interesting because I was just coming off of lots of overtime um so i'm trying to think i don't even think i did much special at all uh i watched the charlie brown uh charlie brown christmas uh christmas eve um because uh i ended up promising i could 
do Christmas Eve service because of some plans my family had that ended up changing. Um, so I ended up stuck in uh, Moscow Christmas Eve. Um, and that was partially just because I didn't know what else to do <laughs> post-Christmas Eve service. Yeah. And I didn't want to do what Logan did. <laughs> what did. What do I do? Oh, where you drove, like... Oh, yeah, overnight. Only, yeah. I've only done that once. Yeah. That was... I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. No. Yeah. I, and I didn't drive. have... That's a long day. I didn't have nearly as long a drive as Logan, but it, I still didn't want to do it. It still would have been long. Um, yeah, that's that's tough. But yeah, Christmas Eve, like, especially if you're by yourself on Christmas Eve, I've, I've ran into that because I've only driven home once on Christmas Eve. The rest mm-hmm. of them have been Christmas Day. Yeah. So, like, figuring out what do you do, I kind of end up just being a... Like I just kind of throw a shindig for mm-hmm. like, oh, you don't like you don't have anything going on. All right, come on over. Uh, we did that last year. Sure. A couple of friends over did cocoa and whatever leftover cookies from the Christmas Eve service, I think, and yeah. played music and laughed at. I think we laughed at Joy a lot. Joy, what? It, that's Joy I mean, that's was normal. Fall, I remember her falling off the couch last year. That sounds normal too. I I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to. I think we have some video footage of that. I'm gonna have to see if I can find it <laughs> mm. now that I now that I've refreshed my oh. memory. But like oh, just good. hanging out and having a good time. We did you know a couple of gift exchanges or whatever. Sure. But uh, just a little stuff. But hanging out with just the kind of the like let's pull all the ragamuffins together that don't have any place to be on Christmas Eve. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's kind of. I guess that's kind of become a tradition without me even like intending for it. Like it just became a thing. For me. <clears throat> Um, the one thing that I do personally, and, I, and we've talked about building traditions either for yourself, for your family, or, or your community, and I think we actually do that without thinking about it. It's, it's the rhythms that we live out sure. uh, within our own lives or within within our homes, with our family, or or the way we live out, like going to get a Christmas tree with, with the same families year after year. That's That's kind of a rhythm a tradition that you created uh, for me personally I listen to a, a playlist Christmas playlist from about Thanksgiving to Christmas Day mm. and it's an every day I take time to to uh, I take time to listen to it like it's, mm. just, it's one of those things where I just want to soak in you know the words of so many different songs and and so many different expressions of adoration for what it meant for Christ to come the first time. Because as much as we talk about the second advent of Christ through Advent, there is no second advent without the first. Like the first advent is so important. Oh yeah, it's so precious. And uh, you know the fact that God trusted His Son to this young couple young Jewish girl, young Jewish man, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a world that's chaotic and dangerous. And, you know, like that's an immense amount of trust in, in your own ability to control, you know, everything, right? Mm-hmm. To place a baby into that world and into that chaotic world of Palestine you know, under Roman control, uh, with all that Herod was, and 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 just like 
the life expectancy wasn't what 40 years 50 years at that time like it wasn't very long wasn't very long and um like how, how often you know i don't know at any rate it's just it's mind-boggling to me you know what god was willing to do and and what jesus was willing to endure and that playlist helps get you helps me just connect with that sure I get that. I get that. So those uh, those are some of our traditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, through the series, it's been where where we keep coming back to um, how we build traditions and being intentional about that. Right. Because a lot of mine have just kind of accidentally happened, which isn't wrong. It's not bad. Just a organic growth of traditions is fine. Sure. But I think the uh, thinking about how can I be intentional about picking up some traditions, maybe, um, you know, figuring out, you know, is there serve opportunities? Is there ways that, you know, instead of me just accidentally inviting people over on Christmas Eve, how can I be intentional about that thinking and trying to pick out those people beforehand that maybe you know, I would have missed otherwise. Right. Um, right. You know, that, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, that's been, that's been good. So cool. 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 We're going to wrap her up, uh, this week with the week of, uh, love, uh, for Advent. It's the, the candle of love. Uh, ooh, la la amore. If you want, hmm. uh, there, there will be no, no amore Christmas. Oh, that's nope. I'm done. <laughs> that's bad. That's bad. That's a stinky. Stop it. Stop that's, it now. A, that's a stinky Italian pun. <laughs> and then we got Christmas Eve service on the 24th. Mm, and, then, and then 2020 is upon us. Yeah. Wow. My Don't goodness. Don't see that. That's gonna. Jeez. Oh, no one saw that coming. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Well, we won't subject you to any more of our horrible jokes. No, <laughs> no, not till next week. I'm not sure if Dad's seeing 2020. Yikes! I, I, we just don't know. We just don't know. It's going to be. Depends I don't on know. if he's wearing his glasses. Are, are are we doing a vision series in 2020? Oh, potentially. <laughs> we, we will probably do that. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Are we bringing well, Are we bringing JT in to preach that? He, maybe. maybe. I don't know. Oh, that would just be. <laughs> I don't know. I just forty minutes of puns. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like forty years in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Leave yeah. you is that why we do forty minute sermons? I don't. We oh. <laughs> Ouch! It's a oh. test. It's a test. It's a test. Oh, that's good stuff. All right, well, hopefully this was as fun for you as it was for us. We had a grand old time. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more Footnotes. Footnotes.